Greetings, this is Carl, and you are listening to the podcast for real financial advisors all over the world. And I want to talk about that statement, real financial advisors. I get I get asked about this, like, what does that mean? What does real financial advisor mean? And so I just want to walk you through. There are some really important things that it means, and then there's a bunch of supporting stuff that 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 I feel really strongly about, but, you know, isn't critical. So I want to separate the two for a minute. Here's what it means. A real financial advisor at the very, very, very least is at least two things. And I think, let me run through those two and then there may be a third that I want to talk about. Number one, a real financial advisor puts their client's interests ahead of their own, right? You can, I don't care how you're regulated or what you call yourself or where you work. That is a requirement for being a real financial advisor. Right? We could call it, you act, at least you act like a fiduciary. Whether you can call yourself one or not, I have friends at big brokerage firms that cannot call themselves fiduciaries, but they act like one, and I would send my mom to them. So, uh, And, and then I, I know people who run independent firms with all the right titles and are indeed regulated as fiduciaries, but don't act like one. So, uh, look, I think everybody knows I have a bias towards independence and being regulated as a fiduciary. Of course I do. But I, I want to put that aside. That argument is I'm glad people are fighting that fight, but it's not, it's not my fight right now. My fight is no matter where you're regulated or what you can ca actually call yourself, you at least act that way, right? You put your client's interests ahead of your own. Right? And as part of that, you are open about real or potential conflicts of interest. Right? I mean, look, there's always, no matter how you bill or no matter how good you are, no matter how honest you are, there are always conflicts of interest anytime money is exchanging hands. Right? Anytime you're paying for service, there's a conflict. And we just need to be open. Real financial advisors are open about those. So that's sort of all under heading one. You know, heading one could be called you act like a fiduciary. But what it really means in real language is you just put your client's interests ahead of your own and or your firm's. Number two is that you are completely, and it could be part of number one, but I, I like it as a separate one because it's so important. You are completely open and transparent about your compensation. Now, there's various forms of arguing about this, but I, there's just no way to get around it. Like, a client needs to know how you are compensated, at least based on their relationship. I don't necessarily mean you need to disclose your income to them, but I'm, at least based on their relationship, they need to know two things. These are very important, and they're separate. And I've been teaching people around the world to ask you these questions because I know from you that... The real financial advisors around the world love these questions, right? Not only do they love getting them, they may initiate them. <laughs> so the two questions are, number one, that a client should be asking, and they need to know, number one, what do they pay, right? What is their fee? What are they charged? Like total, what's, what is it costing them? And number two, which is a separate question and can often be a different answer. Number two is, what are you what is the advisor getting in terms of compensation for their relationship? Now, in a perfect world, 
those two answers are the same. I, I used to say all the time, like if you looked at the, if my financial planning firm had an income statement, which it did, you would see one line item under income and it's fee from clients, right? The only thing I get paid on your relationship is the fee that you pay me. And I know many of you operate that way and it, it maybe that's the, the ideal world. But there are some legitimate scenarios where that where there are different things, right? It could be that a, a specialized life insurance product that actually fits the client's needs, and there are some really rare cases where that's that is indeed true. Not the general rule, but it's in, it can happen. There is no fee based version of that product, and the only way for you to get the the best product you can find for the client is a commission product. I've seen that happen. Look. Fine, as long as it's completely disclosed to the client, right? And if explained correctly, the client, of course, is going to understand. Look, we could have gotten this one over here that pays me a stated fee, and but it wasn't as good for you, and this one over here is better for, you know. All, my point is real financial advisors, the second thing, second requirement for a real financial advisor is that you are open and honest about discussing the client fees and your compensation for that relationship. And again, I, you know, there, it's, it doesn't necessarily need to be client's business how what your total income is or what your net income that you take home is, but it is their business to know how you're getting compensated for their relationship and what they're paying if you're a real advisor. Right? Fake ones, you don't do whatever, do whatever you want, I guess, right? But real ones welcome that conversation. Now, I think there's a third one, and I'm, I, I think the third one is around investing, and I think that it's important that we talk about it. I'm not, those first two are non-negotiable for a real advisor. The third one, you know, I, I still am thinking about this, and it's been a decade-long thought process. The third one is that you invest based on data and evidence not on stories and friends. The reason, you know, as stated that way, of course it's a requirement, right? You, you, but the reason that's just up to so much interpretation, it's really hard to nail down what exactly it means to invest on data and evidence and not stories and friends, right? But I, I think you know what I mean, and if you know what I mean, then it's a requirement, right? But I just don't want to wade in. I don't want to make that a requirement because... Uh, who am I to be the judge of what that means? The other two, it's really easy, right? You, you, well, conflicts of interest aren't always easy to sort through, but putting your client's interests ahead of your own, it's pretty clear cut um, that that's important. Um, I know it gets, it, it can occasionally get a little, you know, into areas of gray for sure. But so anyway, I don't know about the third one. I do know the first two. Put clients' interests ahead of your own and be totally open and transparent about compensation and fees with clients. Now, the society of real financial advisors, I started that using that phrase 2008, right? 2007 or 8. It was probably 8. Maybe it was even 2009, whatever. It's, it's getting close to a decade ago, eight or nine years ago, I started using that phrase. And people have been asking me if they can join ever since, right? Like, how do you become a member? And my qualification for the first five years was just, would I send my mom to you? Right? And the, and the two requirements for that were, 
well, actually those three that I just mentioned, that you act as a fiduciary, that you're completely transparent with compensation and fees, and that you invest based on data, data and evidence and not friends and feelings. And those were my three requirements. I mean, I was trying to get to, like, are you honest? Like, would you treat my mom the way I would treat my mom? Like, that's what I was trying to get to. So those three requirements. So at some point here in the future, I think we need to organize a little bit more. You know, I, I've got a logo built. Uh, I want to make some t-shirts, some hats, you know, a place for us to all communicate and talk. So sort of keep your eyes open to that. I would love, again, we always love your feedback. The email address to email the team here is down below in the show notes. So shoot, shoot me an email. Um, they all get read. Even if they don't all get responded to, I get, well, I don't need to. Anyway, I get hundreds and hundreds of emails about this stuff, and I read every one of them. So even if you don't get a response, know that they've been read, and they're, I really appreciate them. So let me know what you think about the qualifications for real financial advisors, and even your ideas on how we should organize. Talk to you soon.